Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Thanksgiving is about traditions like turkey, mashed potatoes, family, friends, drinking, and betting on football with MyBookie's Turkey Day Free Play. MyBookie's third annual Turkey Day Free Play returns this Thanksgiving. It's your chance to bet up to $250 risk-free. You heard that right. $250 risk-free on the early Thanksgiving game. The Turkey Day Free Play is a no-risk, all-gravy wager on the full game spread. Pick the right team and you win. If your team is upset, your bet, up to $250, is refunded before the next afternoon game. New players will get their first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000 to help add even more excitement to the greatest football weekend of the year. That's right, make your first deposit and get extra cash you can use on parlays, teasers, and props. All weekend long, use the promo code 3YARDS in order to claim your bonus and your free bet. Remember, mybookie.ag. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to 3 Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and this is a preview show of the Thanksgiving game games and, of course, Dolphins, Jets, in the Meadowlands. All right, Simon, there's not much to say about the Dolphins and, and the Jets. Tua Bailoa has to get his thing – he has to get his shit together. He has to play well. What is expected? What is required for Sunday? I mean, to win. They have to win. You know, they have to go on the road and win – cold in a place that they don't particularly you know historically haven't done particularly well in you know I know the Jets have just been eliminated from the playoffs so obviously they're going to be hurting (laughs) Um, 
but you know it's um that yeah it's win at all costs so we talked about it in the show the other night um in terms of you know the flip side is if the dolphins lose they could be denying trevor lawrence the jets which would be yes quite a great fuck you but i kind of you know I think if the Dolphins were close to elimination from the playoffs or you thought it was unlikely, then, you know, you'd almost in a way sort of, I don't know, this is going to affect, uh, upset some of the absolute purists as if we're not purists, but, you know, there are going to be some people who would like, you know, win at all costs. Um, but actually there'd be some, some sweet irony if we were able to stop the Jets getting Trevor Lawrence, that would be, that would be magnificent in a way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think a win at all costs. If the Dolphins got any chance of playoffs, they have to win. Now they have to win this game. They have to beat the Bengals, and then they have to beat one of the the four or five. You know, they they, they probably have to win three of the last five, um, three of the last four, um, which are Chiefs, yeah. They must. Patriots, they must. Yeah, it's uh, Bills, it goes Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Bills. Raiders, Bills. That, you know, they've got to at least. I think if they win the next two, then they get to go two and two in the last four. At, at absolute worst, they've got to go two and two, and probably they're going to have to go three and one. Well, to guarantee it. But if they go two yeah. and two and they beat the Raiders, it's like they're a lock. They're pretty much a lock. But they must beat the Raiders. Remember, the Raiders have the same the same record as the Dolphins right now. Yeah. So they have an opportunity. They have an opportunity to beat their competition. So that's the the good side of it. Uh, as far as we already talked about what's required. They got to win. But would you expect something a little bit more impressive? Would you like to see, a, a finally, a big game from Tua Tungvaloa? He already had the heroic game against Arizona. But it's time to get, you know, something big. 280 um, yards, three touchdowns. Is it time to start seeing the flashes of brilliance? I don't I don't think so. I, I don't think we need to rush into thinking that, you know, just a win is important. Getting some confidence back, the accuracy back you know, feeling like he's comfortable in the pocket again. I think that's what they need. I don't think they need, you know, massive yards and massive this. So, you know, that that that's for the for the talking heads, for the the national media. They're the thing, that's the things that they're concerned about. You know, I, I sometimes wonder whether teams, whether people would love to see, you know, 450 yards and four touchdowns and a defeat or 195 yards, a couple of touchdowns and a win. You know, it's not flashy, but it's a win. And that's the most important thing. I, I, I much would prefer to see him feel comfortable and look comfortable in the pocket, retain his accuracy and look like the player that he looked for the first three games, which was fairly confident, fairly mature leadership, you know, and even in those moments where he was struggling, the game was a bit faster. And he was, he still didn't lose his accuracy. His accuracy was all over the shop yes. on Sunday. It was all over the shop and it was, it was quite shocking to see having never really seen it before. You know, you saw a couple of throws at Alabama where you're like, okay, that got away from him. Not with the consistent, the, the way it did uh, a few days ago on Sunday, that just wasn't completely untour like. And it, you almost have to put that down as a, as a mulligan. Um, you know, he's not, he's not playing a particularly good secondary. He's not playing a particularly good front seven. You know, in terms of pressure packages, there'll be some up the middle, obviously from um, his old teammate, uh, Williams, from from Alabama but beyond that you know it feels like you know stand tall in the pocket don't you know he, he just got jittery he got jittery feet on Sunday um and I didn't like it at all the Jets obviously you know they're really struggling Adam Gaze is you know must be very close to the sack now and um they got a couple of young good good young players you know Mackay Beckton looks like he's going to be an all pro for a long time Denzel Mims is playing well 
you know, Marcus May is a decent safety. They've got some, you know, they've got some pieces. You know, you, you, the, the interesting thing for the Jets is you go back and look at, say, the the, the 0 16 Detroit Lions. You know, the, there was a yes. Calvin Johnson to build around. You go back and look at the 0 16 Browns. You know, the Miles Garrett was there to build around. The Jets don't have a piece to build around. You know, Beckton is a great player. Is he a, do you build around a left tackle? I don't think so. No, you know, you've got to be praying if you're a Jets fan that, that Trevor Lawrence, you know, I, I, and I think the path for Joe Douglas as the general manager is, you know, new head coach. You can trade Sam Darnold. You look at someone like a Pittsburgh Steelers, for example, would be a perfect fit mm-hmm. for Darnold. You go in behind Ben for a year under Mike Tomlin. Let me ask you a question. A Sam Darnold, he's absolutely worth a first-round pick, right? I, I mean, I saw in a column the other day from Albert Breer um, who'd spoken to some GMs that unless a bidding war takes place, he thinks it's about probably a little bit higher than what Josh Rosen got, maybe a two and a three, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, he said of the GMs and executives he polled nobody was giving up a first um, but you know to go in and sit behind going to sit behind Ben Roethlisberger for a year in that team in that franchise with Mike Tomlin you know you can't ask for much more with the talent that, that's there at receiver in terms of Claypool and Deontay Johnson and Smith-Schuster and and those guys I, I think um, I think that would be a good fit for Sam Darnold and it looks like he's going to be back at the weekend as well obviously Joe Flacco's gone 0-4 since he came in, it was a bit scattergun again, as per usual. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Donald is, has a, how the shoulder is, and whether Miami can get into his head, get him on the ground a few times, get him rattled a little bit, because the defense now needs to step back up as well. As much as Tua needs to step back up, the defense needs to to reinvigorate itself. Need to, I think, you know, Josh Boyer went away from the things that have done so well over the last few weeks. Those pressure packages, the weird blitzes, who's yes. coming from where. You know, Manny Logberg was had probably had his quietest game of the season. He's you know, it's two games now where he's gone without back to back without sack. Shaq Lawson, you know, Jerome Baker had a quiet game. You know, you want to get Wilkins back, get a bit of energy in that, you know. Um, that's important. But yeah, you know, if the Dolphins have any hope of making the playoffs, they have to beat the Jets. Yes, and I, I would expect a, a big victory. I, at least that you know they, they beat them twenty-four to nothing last time. That's a shutout. I expect something similar. I expect them to win comfortably. But I will say this: they're getting they're getting a lot of cooperation from Mother Nature once again. Okay, the weather for Denver earlier in the week last week was expected uh, low thirties and snow. It ended up being forty-eight degrees and sunny for New York this Sunday. It's expected. 48 degrees and sunny. So, you know, maybe, you know what? Maybe Tua should wear long sleeves because maybe he was uncomfortable in 48 degrees. (laughs) Okay. Wear long sleeves, you know, bundle up. You know, I I I always find it weird when these quarterbacks are are going with, you know, sleeveless in the game, but then they put on caps and then they put on the mittens on the sideline. (laughs) Right. You know, wear proper sleeves and just stay warm. Dolphins have an opportunity, Simon. I read out this schedule to you, okay? They have an opportunity to look at the standings at the end of Sunday's games and be very proud of themselves because they can move all the way up to the sixth spot on Sunday and be a game up on three of their four competitors, okay? Mm. This is what has to happen for that to happen. Of course, you have to beat the Jets, okay? But the Steelers have to beat the Ravens. That's ex- extremely possible, right? Steelers are 10-0. Right? Yeah. Colts have to beat the Titans. That's absolutely possible, right? Okay. Now, here's the tricky part. All right. The tricky part is that the Raiders have to lose to the Falcons. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right. The Falcons are completely capable. But if all of that happens, 
the Dolphins take a huge leap forward as far as playoffs. And of course they could get a little help by having Justin Herbert beat the, the bills because that would draw them even with the bills once again. So yeah, interesting, interesting week coming up. I think it's okay for the Dolphins to miss out on the playoffs though. Yeah. But yeah, once you're close, once you're close, I think, I think it's a good thing to get these young guys some playoff. Does anybody think they're ready though? I mean, does is there any benefit from going into the playoffs and you know because if we end up as a seventh seed, you'll end up almost certainly going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. You know, does anybody particularly think we'll gain anything from getting blasted by thirty by the by the Chiefs in the playoffs? Although you know, there's a possibility you get the sixth seed, and if you get the well, sixth seed, I mean, let's let's be realistic, mate. Come on, Steelers, Chiefs, Bills, Colts. Titans, Raiders. I mean, they're better teams than the Dolphins. That we are not going to get the six seed unless you know. Two. I have my doubts on the Raiders. I have my doubts on the Raiders uh, as far uh, as the Raiders uh, being better because their defense is so bad. No, nah, I think the they're Raiders giving up twenty eight points per game, Simon. Twenty eight. Yeah, well, Dolphins are giving up what twenty four a game? No, they're giving up twenty a game. Twenty. They can't be because they they were giving up more than that before they just gave up 20 again and they were giving up 20.9 they're fourth in the nfl in points per game i think the raiders are better team than the dolphins well tell them to start playing better defense because they're they're 29th in total defense and 24th in points allowed per game giving up 28 a game yeah they're just bad on defense that's why i don't think that the raiders are better than the dolphins what do they have they have a good running game i do agree with that their running game is legitimate with Josh Jacobs. But I do think Miami's better than, than the Raiders. I think got, I think they get to prove it. They get to prove it. They play head-to-head. Yeah, of course. They've got a lot more than just a good running game. You know, Derek Carr's playing really yes. well. They've got one of the best three or four tight ends in the league. Their offensive line is an absolute monstrous offensive line. You know, Jonathan Abrams is playing brilliantly at safety. You know, I think they're, you know, let's not do them too much. for you know, Max Crosby has the same amount of sacks as Emmanuel Ogba, and everybody's talking about what a great year Ogba's having. So... I think we just need to be careful of, I don't mean you, I just think generally we need to be careful about the hyperbole about other teams not being as good as, you know, the Dolphins are a very middling team. You know, that we are, we are the little engine that could at the moment. Our record is outdoing our talent. You know, I think in a year's time, in 18 months time, when the talent matches up with the, you know, the coaching and the, the momentum, then I think we're going to be really dangerous. But I think at the moment it feels like a little bit too soon. I think Sunday was the reality check that we all need. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I have it right here. The Dolphins improved from fifth scoring defense to fourth scoring defense. I guess somebody allowed some points behind us. So they allow 20.9 per, per game. They're fourth in the NFL. They're a point and a half off of first place. So I don't know. Uh, I like their chances against the Raiders. I do agree with you. The Titans, even though the Dolphins by the end of this week uh, will have a better record if everything breaks for them, if they win and the Colts beat the Titans, you watch the Titans play and the difference is evident. They have a great running game and their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, remember him? <laughs> He's still pretty good. So the only thing about Sunday is that we, we went from the, um we went from the sixth overall or the fifth overall pick down to the eighth overall pick now. Yes. And now we get to go right back up. <laughs> yeah. Right That's back gonna... up. That's oh boy! All right, let's break down. Let's break down some of these Thursday games because I think they're interesting. They're interesting in a lot of respects. 
But the first one is the Texans and the Lions. How big of a Detroit Lion fan are you going to be early on Thanksgiving Day? I mean, Simon. huge, but it's not going to happen. I mean, I, I Texans look better and better every week. They just beat the Patriots. They just eliminated the Patriots. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's playing at, at an all-time level. I think I saw a status that said that he's the first quarterback since the 1960s to be playing on a losing team, but with a quarterback rating of more than 100, which talk, which just underlines just how well he's playing. I think the Lions are an atrocious team, badly coached. Yes. Um, I think yesterday was the first time, or I think on Sunday, sorry, was the first time that Matt Stafford's ever been held scoreless in, in, in a game since he came into the NFL. Um, and I think Matt Patricia's maybe one or two games away from getting canned because um, they need serious help there. Yeah, you stare at the Lions and you say, wait, wait a minute, wait a second. They got Kenny Galladay. They just drafted yeah, DeAndre Marvin Swift. Galladay, Swift. Marvin Jones. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is a hell of a tight end. I don't know if you watched them play. He's really, really good. Yeah. And Adrian Peterson is their goal line back for Christ's sake. Okay. So... Yeah, they're in pretty good shape offensively as far as skill guys, and they still can't win games. So who do you like in that game? I think oh, the Texans uh, stick it to us again and win another one. The Texans by 18? Wow. That's a big one. In Detroit, too. Yeah. All right. Huge tilt in the NFC East. It's Alex Smith. But I'll, I'll make – look, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who wins the NFC East, Simon? And with how many games Giants. and how many wins? I think the Giants might win with – I think the Giants might win with five. I think a team, I think five wow. and eleven might five and eleven might win it. But six and ten will definitely win the East, unquestionably. <laughs> the, the interesting thing about that is obviously that a six and ten team will go to the playoffs, and there will be a team that probably ends up at eleven and five that that doesn't make it. Yes, it's insane. Although it's uh, yes, I think five might be difficult because they play each other. So, so unless they all yeah. trade wins, if they all trade wins, it's absolutely possible. That five wins does it. But I mean, who think, wins that one? And Washington, I don't know, man. The, the Cowboys kind of looked okay with Andy Dalton. They beat Minnesota. Yeah. And that's a huge blow for the Vikings. Okay. That, yeah. in my opinion, that ends their season, basically. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. But they look like something with Andy Dalton. Their defense is still terrible. They still give up points and bunches. They're the worst defense across the board in every category. But that offense is something. CeeDee Lamb is a hell of a player. What yeah, a, a wide player. receiver. It's a good player. I think the Giants beat uh, – is it Giants Red Giants Washington? No, the, the, the game is Washington and Dallas. Remember the, the oh, classic I, I think, 4 o'clock Thanksgiving game? I think Dallas wins that. I think if Andy Dalton's healthy, I think Dallas will win that. Okay, yeah. And you don't give the Cowboys much of a chance to win that division after all they've no, been through? I think the Giants will win the division. Hmm. Okay. Daniel Jones back to back weeks without turning the ball over. Joe Judge is coaching really well. I think they're getting a good running back by committee with Wayne Gorman. The defense is playing well. Jabril Peppers is having his best year as a as a player. I think um I think the, the, the Giants might just might just sneak that division. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think something odd is gonna happen in that division. And it's not gonna be either of these two teams. Although Washington, oddly enough, really good defense. Look at their yep. defense. They're top top fifteen in, in every single category. You know, the only thing is, you know, how are you going to how are you going to win enough games with that offense with basically Alex Smith trying to will you to three touchdowns somehow, some way. Although I think he will get three touchdowns against the Cowboys because everybody this season has gotten at least three touchdowns against the Cowboys. So that should be an interesting and entertaining affair. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Cowboys win the game and pretty much end Washington's hopes. And then it goes down to 
something odd will happen. Giants, I think, might win that division. And then the big one, Thursday night, Ravens at Steelers. Steelers dangerously close to 16-0, and 0, and you know what that entails. Yeah. And who knows if we'll talk about it in a future show, but it's out there. It's looming. This is one of the Thank last you. few chances. I don't know if you looked at the Steelers' schedule, but it looks mighty soft. This is one of the last chances to lose. Do yeah, the Ravens save their season? Because if the Ravens lose this game and the Dolphins win, they are firmly behind the Dolphins losing every tiebreaker, and they don't get to beat up on Miami this year. So it's an important game for the Ravens. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh wins. Mm. I think Steelers win. But they're just too good. That you know they've got the defense is playing well at all three levels. Offensive lines playing well. Running games struggling a little bit, but Ben's playing really well. Receivers are great. You know, and they've got great coaching. So I think you know the Steelers. To me, the Steelers and the Chiefs um, are the strength of the AFC. And I think um, I think probably Tampa Bay. I mean, I could see a Kansas City Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Wouldn't surprise mm. me at all. I, I'm still not sold how great New Orleans are. Um, I think if Green Bay had beaten Indianapolis, I'd have given them a decent chance, but they just seem to be lacking just a little bit on offense and, and they just can't stop anybody on defense. So Tennessee's a decent team. But I just wonder if they're good enough. Seattle's defense is, is terrible. Buffalo, the inconsistencies of Josh Allen and just no running game at all. I, I think the Colts are a really good dark horse to get to the Super Bowl. I think if, if they can limit the mistakes of, of Philip Rivers, I think they've got a hell of a chance. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. But I think so this um, is an important game. And we were talking about the Dolphins' chances. If you're a Dolphin fan, you're waving the terrible towel because <laughs> this, this puts a loss by the Ravens, puts the Ravens firmly behind the, the eight ball against basically everybody. And that helps Miami because that helps Miami in – three-way ties and four-way ties. It helps Miami that they'll have tiebreakers over the Ravens in three and four-way ties because that brings them in and puts the Ravens out. And, of course, that will be another loss. And the, the Ravens are streaking in the wrong direction. So you have the Steelers winning, and I, I completely agree with you. There's no reason to pick against Pittsburgh. They've done nothing wrong. You know, yeah. they, every once in a while they come out completely uninterested like they did against the Jaguars. And it's a game for a quarter and a half. And then it just, you know, it balloons out. They get turnover. They get a turnover here, a turnover there. They get the running game going. They hit a big pla- a big pass play. Chase Claypool gets, you know, gets loose again. And the Steelers win. And there's something wrong with Lamar Jackson. I think uh, a divorce is on the way, maybe, with him and yeah. Roman. So, yeah. yeah, this is not the year for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. They're fading, and they're fading badly, and that's good for Miami. So I had the Steelers in that game as well. And let's finish up here with the game on Sunday. Dolphins, Jets, give me the score. Uh, 31-13 to the Dolphins. Okay, that's comfortable. And I'll say that Sam Darnold will play well, and well means that he'll score two touchdowns, and two touchdowns is it. But the Dolphins score four. Behind three Tua Valoa touchdown passes. Dolphins win 28 to 14. All right, that's it. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the extended weekend, the extended holiday weekend. Enjoy the games on Sunday. Enjoy a big Dolphin win on Sunday as well. And hopefully everything works out just like we planned it here with all, you know, all these losses by all these teams that are, you know, legitimate losses. And if they don't happen, I guess it'll be, It'll be our fault once again. But till then. Mm-hmm.
Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.